Kane's Fishing and Hunting Show on the all-new Kane 107.5. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Good morning and welcome to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. I'm Tony Landry along with Ricky Watkins. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Rick. Anyway, uh, for our weekly fishing and hunting show, welcome to Kane Radio, FM Band 107.5 AM 1240. <coughs> Excuse me. Anyway, uh, the purpose of this show, as always, uh, we just want to get our listeners updated with the fishing and the hunting in the area, along with Louisiana and stories around the USA and the world. And, Ricky, these are the fine people uh, that we're here each week. You're right, Tony. We've got to thank Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Home Run Pizza, and Raging Cajun Seasonings and Foods. And if you'd like to give us a call, of course, the number you dial, that area code, 337. The number is 367-1240. You can also listen to us online at www.kane1240.com, anywhere in the world. And if you... Uh, uh, and if you have an Alexa, just say Alexa, play Kane 1240, and you may listen to Kane on any accessible internet device. We're live here at the studios at 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria, which is open. open. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, folks, got a little cramp here in my voice but uh in the meantime uh, rick uh freshwater saltwater fishing was shaking tony we took a little trip uh with the, the basin the, the water's been teetering up and down lately i see it's going to come back down it was up a little bit last weekend we went out of me point is uh <coughs> is where we've been putting down at and uh we've been doing fairly well tony just gotta you know the, the water temp has dropped down a little bit you just gotta slow down and uh and just take your time, and we, we we did good. We caught a limit, and uh, we had we had a good trip. Now on, on the saltwater side, uh, a couple of my buddies was picking and choosing the days they went. We went last Sunday, and, and you know Monday we had we caught a lot. Of, it rained just about all day Monday, yes. so you know you got to kind of pick and choose your days right now. Uh, anyway, Rick, uh, you said uh, you loaded your boat. Uh, uh, y'all hit your limits uh, with that. Uh, what was working for you, Tony? We've been throwing spinner baits. And then uh, we downsized a little bit to the, on, on plastic, but uh, it was probably 50-50. So, you know, like I said, just downsize your bait and then take your time and, uh, and just be careful because the water, I see the water is going to drop back down this weekend. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you just got to be careful. Once you get in the GA, you're all right, but just, uh, just take your time. Of course, I haven't been seeing a, uh, seeing a few uh, boats and trailers at the landing, but I think those guys are gearing up for hunting season, you know. I haven't seen too many fishermen out right now, but uh, I heard a couple of good good catches of soccer leg coming out. And uh, but like I say, you just got to be careful where you're running right now with that low water. You know. Yeah, uh, that and uh, it's just strange. Uh, when I pulled it up this morning, uh, with the water levels over Butler Rose, uh, right. just uh, gotten up to four feet. Yeah, and uh, then it's popped back down and uh, right. just. Uh, uh, jerky for the next uh, week or 10 days or so, you right. know, uh, next week. And then finally it's going to settle in somewhere around November the 22nd. That's uh, my memory search, right, the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, with that, and it looks like it's going to hit and stay around the uh, three-foot level. Yeah. And, Tony, with you with these fronts, I think we've got a, a little strong, I'd say a mile front coming in. So that north wind will probably drop it some. And then, uh, believe it or not, the basin does work. Also, the lake works extremely with the uh, – you know, the tide has a lot to do with that. So, you know, that's that's probably why you're seeing that on the chart. You know, they, they're trying to balance it out between the tides. 
Yeah, it's just strange to see it uh, moving like that. Well, it's that time of year, you know. Yeah, you yep. know, just uh, strange. Yep. And, uh, of course, uh, you want to see it around uh, four or five feet. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's uh, pretty low for right now. But in the meantime, uh, oh, like yeah, you said, you didn't interfere with uh, some nice kid fish you caught. No, just got to, you know, know where you're going, Tony. Take your time and, you know, kind of plot it out and and get you, uh, you know, uh a trail or whatever or, or where you're going and just take your time and, and you know, just be careful on it because it is low. The basin is low. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Rick, I uh, hadn't heard you talk much about the lakes at all recently. <clears> and uh, I hadn't really had time to go to the lake, Tony. Like I said, when we catch it around me at Point, it's so nice. That's uh, Of course, the lake's got a nice landing also. But, you know, at me at Point, my God, you could probably launch six boats at a time. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful facility over there. You know, the Corps really did a good job on the, setting that up. And uh, it's a top-notch facility right there. Anyway, uh, with that, too, uh, of course, uh, the fishing's been pretty good. Uh, of course, haven't heard any reports at all coming out of uh, uh, Marshfield or anything of that nature. No, nah, not, not really. Uh, I know that there's, you know, they're catching fish, but I think more, you know, with hunting season coming on now and everybody's, you know, with the deer lease and, you know, getting ready, duck hunting and this and that. And uh, But... You know the lake. The lake's got to be good. You know, like that's another thing. This time of year, the lake will get low too. You got to okay. be careful. Yeah, yep. you're right about that too. Uh, man, boy, that's something you don't want to get a lower unit issue. Also, no. Uh, last time I was in the lake, I seen a guy knock the motor off his boat. Really? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Not a lot of fun there. Yeah. Uh, especially if <laughs> not, not good. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I uh, felt sorry for him, but where he was at, it was so shallow I couldn't get in there and help him. But. Uh, they finally, one of his buddies come got him with an airboat, and uh, it was nice and, and uh, thank God it, it wasn't cold, cold that day, but it was it was cool, you know. And uh, he was in shallow water and just had to have an airboat to come get him. Yeah, you know, uh, we've uh, for the last couple of weeks we finally have the Louisiana Private Recreational Red Snapper landing estimates through November the fifth. Which, uh, you know, of course, today's the 17th. That's 12 days later. But I went ahead this morning and I pulled up the last couple of weeks uh, to see what the landings were, to see how the growth, or, or I should say the catch. Right. Uh, way back in uh, November the 22nd, the uh, catch uh, at that time was 819,000 pounds, 365. And uh, last week, or I should say the 29th, it was 836,182. So uh, about uh, not quite a. Uh, um, of uh, sixteen, seventeen thousand, uh, 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 you know, uh, thousands of pounds. But yet, this morning, uh, of course, this is through the November fifth. Is uh, right at. Let's see, where are we uh, with our, the red snapper allocation? Uh, right at eight hundred thirty-seven thousand two hundred seventy-seven pounds. That's only a thousand pounds in a week. Yeah, strange, huh? Right. Well, it's like I said, hunting season, Tony. <clears throat> and then you know with the weather too now it, it gets rough out there you know i call that the the big water that big water gets rough yeah not only that but only a thousand pounds uh yeah. in a week uh notice uh yeah i just found that strange when the week before it uh it went up approximately uh 16 17 thousand pounds yeah. you know uh uh just uh anyway just how it goes you know and uh basically you know uh, way back in july uh, the 17th of July, you're allowed to catch four fish. Yeah. You know, and uh, the 16-inch total limit uh, with the uh, size limit, and uh, you need that uh, recreational offshore landing permit and all that. So, uh, anyway, just uh, I just found it strange that uh, only went up uh, uh, 1,000 pounds. Anyway, but like you said, you got a lot of guys that go uh, 
go hunting right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you can see those four-wheelers. Yeah. Hunting swing this season. getting it almost in full swing. Yeah, you're right about that. So, uh, anyway, in the meantime, we mentioned this last week and uh, the big notice uh, with regards to Speckle Trout. Yeah. And uh, that's with uh, effective the 20th of November. Uh, with you guys that love to catch speckled trout like I do, uh, the new speckled trout size and daily creel limits go into effect and will be enforced beginning November 20th. That's Monday. And uh, the new size regulations are as follows. The size limit, 13 to 20 inches total length. Only two fish included within the daily creel limit can be greater than 20 inches of the total length. Yep. Meanwhile, the daily creel is 15 fish daily a limit per angler and you and i both have said that for many years that uh you know the 25 limit uh, uh low harsh you know that's 50 fillets uh of course looking at this uh with the 15 fish daily creel limit uh that's 30 fillets and uh in the long run rick uh yeah a big difference in that too so <clears throat> yeah it should it should help the specs out uh tony i see you know it used to be 12 and uh now that, that they've upped it to 13, I think we had an article about that a while back, about the juvenile fish trying to yes. let them at least spawn once or yes. twice. So that, yes. you should see the numbers of specs really come up well, in, we in the next so. couple of years. Yeah, We hope so. And with the regulations mm-hmm. they put in on the pogey commercial fishermen and all. And that also. Hopefully yep. that can add to it uh, with that. But uh, it'll be nice to, again to see uh, when you see those big uh, schools of uh, speckled trout in the cove and uh, those places uh, – with that, uh, with the cooler weather when they come in. So, uh, and Tony, you can still enjoy the sportsmanship of catching them, just turn them loose because we turn a lot of fish loose, you know. I mean, yeah. once you get your limit, you don't want to, you know, it just it doesn't make any sense, you know. Well, Even with bass, it's 10, you know, 10 a man. That's, you know, so you get 20 fish, that's 40 fillets. So, you know, that's, yeah, that's right. a lot of fillets also. It is, it is. And uh, <clears throat> not only that too, Rick, but uh, – uh, we mentioned Cameron Parish for years has had that 15 fish uh, yeah. creel limit, right? And uh, it doesn't seem to hurt them at all. And if anything, uh, you might get some bigger fish. Yeah, too, and then to regard. me, Tony, your bass between say 14, you know, between say 13 and 17 inches, that, that's your best fillet in size. After that, to me, you know, they taste, but they just doesn't taste as good as you know a, a fresher, yeah. fi- a younger fish. I know what you mean too, yeah. uh, Rick. Anyway, uh, new regulations are scheduled to sunset at midnight January 1st, 2028. And uh, the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries staff are required to provide up-to-date stock assessments before the commission's April 2027 <clears throat> meeting. That's way down the road, you know. Yep. And uh, anyway, this update assessment will provide the commission an opportunity to modify the regulations if needed uh, before sunset of 2028. Anyway, the current spec size, uh, speckle trout size limit is 12 inches uh, the total length uh, with the daily creel of 25, we all know that went by the wayside right. uh, in that regard. Of course, the Louisiana uh, Wildlife Department of Wildlife and Fisheries uh, outreach staff has developed a video on best handling the practice of speckled trout and follow these tips. You want to go look at that video. It's on the website and all for the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries and uh, get an idea uh, where you are and what's going on with that. So uh, in the meantime, uh, uh, we both in agreement. We think yep. it's a good rule to have. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, with that, uh, so basically, <clears throat> instead of catching a, a boatload of specs, uh, as we used to laugh, uh, 25 specs. And, you know, if you were some of these professional guides too, Rick, 
These guys catch 25 specs like oh, yeah. it's going out of style. Yeah, and they fish just about every day. You're right. That's right. And when they bring out clients, you know, that's yeah. we were talking, that's 100 uh, yeah. uh, uh, <coughs> fish over the two periods of morning and afternoon. Right. And those guys, uh, uh, they know what's working. Yeah. But and, I still uh, say, Tony, in a couple of years, it, it, you know, everybody, it, it'll be a win, win-win for everyone. You know, your guides should be better on them and in the clients catching fish. So, you know, it's going to be a win-win. Yeah, that's what we're hoping to. Yeah. Uh, where you're just going to see more fish being available, and uh, with that, and uh, like yeah. we said, with the uh, commercial fishing with the pogies, uh, that also ought to add something to that. Because, like we've talked about many times, the speckle trout loves uh, these pogies, you know, to dine on and all, and chase, and all, and uh, with these big uh, commercial boats coming within what a half mile uh, yeah a quarter of a mile ashore close close yeah yeah, yeah. so uh anyway uh that's something that also comes into play and uh we don't wish them any harm <coughs> with those commercial operations but it's just uh <coughs> it runs into the recreational fishermen yeah uh which um of course here again effective monday uh 13 to 20 inches total length only two fish included Within the daily creel limit that can be greater than 20 inches. But you know as well as I do, Rick, uh, 20 inches uh, on a speckled trout, that's a big speckled trout. That's a big speck. You know, know, when you see a four or five-pound speckled trout, that's a huge fish. That's right. And people don't realize how big a fish that is uh, with regards to uh, 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 game fish uh, catching. uh, Yes, sir. Not necessarily the best eating either uh, when they get that big either. Right. You know, uh, those those specs that, that run around two pounds or so, that's probably with the best uh, mm-hmm. to catch. Yep. And a uh, good filet and uh, not too, t- no, I should say tender. Tender. Not mm-hmm. too tough. Right. Anyway, uh, with that. Anyway, uh, with that, of course, the new speck of trout regulations in play and all in uh, uh, effective uh, Monday, November 20th uh, with that. Also, you know, they had yeah. a nice little article, Rick, uh, that I shared with you this morning. Uh, yes, That sir. was in the local paper. Uh, with regards to our boy, uh, you know, uh, 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 Mr. Senator, Mike Senator, yeah. you know, Mike, uh, Mike has always been faithful, uh, calling in, uh, oh, yeah. uh, each week, uh, during the hog fights, Wednesday night hog fights of which, you know, he'd mentioned he'd keep the number of boats and, and everything with that. And they had a nice article on him. I think, uh, Shoup did for him, uh, talking about Mike Senator, about, uh, he's, uh, basically in another grouping uh fishing with him up at toledo bend uh is that he's been the angler of the year six times and uh and we want to thank mike you know he calls in each uh wednesday or every other wednesday every other wednesday yeah you know to give us the update the number of fish uh, mm-hmm. uh boats and uh, uh participants in those uh things and they go on to say uh he was fishing in his seventh and final bass club tournament uh, last weekend in October up at Toledo Bend. It felt like an eternity. Anyway, just a nice article about Mike and uh, goes on to talk about, uh, you know, that uh, he's uh, fishing now. It seems like most of the people he's competing against are half his age and uh, as he's been competing for many years uh, with that, Rick. And you know as well as I do, just uh, – a good old guy. Oh, yeah. Who works for Coca-Cola, I do believe. And uh, Yeah, he does. And uh, with that, and uh, <coughs> <coughs> excuse me, just wanted to um, honor Mike um, with that. And it was pretty confident. And uh, anger of the year, though, six times, uh, 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 Ricky, that's pretty impressive, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, in this type of bass club that he uh, belongs to. Uh, 
he was the angler of the year and uh, teaming up there with a couple other people and all uh, and uh, has done very well. But he's always been faithful to us calling in those results. Oh, yeah, for the hog fights. That's right. Yeah. No, and uh, with that, uh, anyway, uh, didn't realize how much time he spends up there in Toledo. Ben, too, oh, yeah. uh, Rick. Let's see, they fish Toledo. I know Mike fishes Rayburn and uh, probably, I don't know if he fishes Lake Fork too much, but I know Sam Rayburn and Toledo, they, they fish that a lot, Tony. And then naturally around here, you know, from Amelia to the lake to the basin, Miet Point, Bayou Benoit. And, uh, yeah, Mike spends a lot, a lot of time on the water. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Go, he goes on to stay uh, in this article that it's time uh, for a little break. He said, he said we have the uh, Classic coming up in uh, two weeks at Henderson. And he said, I had a busy schedule this year between, you ready, the Bass Cats, the Hog Fights, Dwaron's Team Bass Challenge uh, yeah. uh, landing, and, uh, and it's, it's spent a lot of time on the water. He said, noting that the, the key to winning it all in the Bass Club. So uh, his latest Louisiana Bass Club catch title didn't come easy. He emphasized the competition is great in the Bass Cats, and the Bass Cats always have a great competition. So uh, anyway, just, uh, you know, he uh, – He's done well for himself, and uh, we appreciate all he does for us here on the uh, Cane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. Oh, yeah, which, keeping uh, up with the stats. Yes, that's sir. right. Yep. Well, you're not kidding. And uh, faithfully calls that in and uh, gives us the updates and all. And uh, anyway, um, he just uh, just a good old guy. Appreciate what he does for Cane Radio here on the Fishing and Hunting Show uh, each uh uh, Friday morning when he uh, they fish on Wednesday evenings. Yep. And, uh, and Tony, a, a thing that's been hot right now since we're talking about that, uh, the new electronics have came out in bass fishing, and man, they 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 making a big a big stir about it. Uh, some people say it's almost like cheating. I mean, it's you know it's it's a depth finder that shows and you the fish in the water. It huh? shows you the fish. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, I'm just thinking about that now that we're talking about you know competition. But uh, I don't know. I'm kind of I like the, the the type of old school fishing, Tony. But you, you know, new neck, uh, technology come out, new technology, and it's uh, you know, I just I, I just find it kind of odd that they would bring that up. Uh, and like you said, when you pull up to a brush pile, it's like okay, one, two, three, four. You can count, you can count the fish that's sitting on the brush pile. You know, yeah, so that, that's amazing. Too, it is. When you think it, about it that. is. They got a screen almost as big as y'all monitor right here, and uh, I mean, it's it it, it it takes up the whole cockpit of your uh, your bass boat. Then they got one in the front, and a lot of guys, you know, you don't look out where you're fishing no more. You're looking down at the screen. I mean, I just I just find it amazing how much it's changing, you know. Yeah, and yeah. uh yeah, like you said too, it's uh how much your fishing is changing. Well, a lot and of I people mean, you just yeah. look, you got a monitor there and they tell you where the fish yeah. are in the water. Well, a lot of people don't like it, Tony. A lot of people like it, you know. Yeah, I'm just I've trying to that. say, you know, to get people's opinion on it. Uh I can understand, you know, where they're coming with, you know, when it's not really it's fishing, but it, it's not it, it's not old school is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And a lot of people are offended by that. You know, and, and I love fishing too, but like I said, you know, you watch all these tournaments on, on TV now, they're looking down instead of looking at where they're fishing, you know. Yeah. Because they're, they're watching the screen. You know, and uh, Rick, I don't know. I can understand <laughs> it for an inexperienced fisherman, you know, using uh, something of that nature. Yeah. But the experienced fishermen, you know, they know what the fish are biting on, they know what, uh, yeah. what to look for and all. Uh, but uh, like you said, the intervention of uh, all that today—that's well, technology, man. You know? It's just uh, it's you, you uh, know, oh, there's my four pounder right there. That's right. You know? No, that's what they're doing, Tony. Yeah, 
you know, yep. and uh, with that, and of course, in the depth of the water too, uh, that's right. comes into play. But yep. uh, and dude, this shows the bait and everything, and the fish come and get the bait. It shows everything. You can see it on, you know, it's just like watching TV. I said, man, look at this. Now look, you, you're talking about the the better upgraded you get, you can spin up to like four grand, Tony. Yeah, I can believe that. Just too. on one, on one oh, screen, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it, it's amazing, you know. But anyway, it, I was just thinking about that. Is it worth that though? You know, well, uh, you know, fishing in a yeah. pond or or a lake or right. whatever the case may be. Like if you'd had something like that this past weekend, yeah. you know, uh, uh, fishing for oh, yeah. uh, your fish out there in right. uh, Miet Point. Yeah, you know, would uh, that hindered helped you? Uh, ah, well, well, we're fishing, Tony. Now, where this comes in, I would say probably in water greater than ten foot depths. You know. Oh, okay. You know, now you do have now there's some of them that show down, and they they got side finders. I mean, it's 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 remarkable, you know. Yeah. But like I said, you're looking at you're looking at yeah. spending some money. Anyway, but that's like you said, that's it's the future. New, new technology. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, time to take our first break here on Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. We'll be back with more right after this. Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy-efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dahl's Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511, license number 6286. Discover Ragin' Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Ragin' Cajun Foods' delicious lines of seasoned red beans, white beans, black-eyed peas, sweet jalapeno relish, Ragin' Cajun roux, rice dressing, gumbo, jambalaya, etouffee, shrimp and grits, seafood bisque, and the new Ragin' Cajun stovetop shrimp oil, gator rub, and sizzling steak seasoning. Ragin' Cajun, the original recipes have been handcrafted here in Acadiana since 1985. Folks, ask them for that Rage and Cajun. Save ball. Everyone loves pizza, and everyone loves a home run. Put them together, and you have home run pizza. And yes, right here in New Iberia, located at 3816 East Old Spanish Trail, it's New Iberia's newest takeout pizza. And delivery is available. Dough is made fresh each day, and you get an assortment of toppings. Try the Grand Slam, the Double Play, or Mr. Meaty. They're all home runs at Home Run Pizza. 256-5783. That's 256-5783. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajero inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Swyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, King Row, and Sugar Oak. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Welcome back to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. Tony Landry along with Ricky Watkins. And, uh, Rick, I was always interested in this uh, 
This article talked about the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. The whooping crane program uh, adds four more birds to the population. Yeah, I've seen uh, that. And if you uh, basically, uh, uh, with the whooping cranes, I mean, that that bird, when that bird's up in the air flying. Like you said, the big bird. Oh, yeah, it's like a 747, (laughs) man. I mean, that's a big bird. Yeah. And how you can miss. Tony, I want to say the wingspan like what? uh, Seven or eight feet. Adult males like seven feet, I think. Oh, yeah, just unbelievable. Uh, Yeah. With that, and that's something over the past uh, 70 years or so that uh, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries have really tried to nurture this bird. Uh, they were on the verge of becoming extinct. Yeah. And they got uh, close. You're oh, right. you're right. Uh, the whooping cranes are a large body, white birds with a red head and black facial markings. They measure a height of five feet wow. and have a wingspan of seven to eight uh, feet, Dang. which makes them very distinctive. Yeah. And in flight, whooping cranes display a black wing uh, tips, and they fully <clears throat> extend the neck and the legs, which uh, extended well beyond the uh, tail. And since 2017, they've seen 47 of these birds released, uh, including 26 that were hatched at our uh, that, uh, facility. Anyway, every bird raised and, uh, and released is one more step towards creating a sustainable population of these amazing birds in Louisiana. And uh, it's just sad to see because uh, I think it's, what, a $10,000 fine if you shoot one of these birds? I remember a while back somebody shot one, and I want to say they got in serious trouble. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you don't want to mess with this. Uh, anyway, uh, basically the Louisiana flock, which began in 2011, when uh, t- 10 whooping cranes from the U.S. Geological Survey uh, Wildlife R- Research Center in Maryland, where they were leased at White Lake, which is uh, over there off of Highway 82, Louisiana 82, yep. to develop a non-migratory flock. Basically, they wanted to keep them so they could keep them and hinder them and, uh, and uh, how would you say, uh, watch over them and all with these uh, birds. And uh, it's just amazing uh, when you see these birds. Yeah. Uh, the 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 size of these birds uh, uh and that's uh, like i said the whooping crane uh, uh they've uh, done a great job over the period of many years trying to keep these animals yeah. uh, uh and like going you said tony a bird is so big you know i mean it's you see a bird that size oh that's a whooping crane just you know just leave it alone you know yeah i think the population is now up to about 85 85 yeah so and that's not when you think about it we yeah. talk about the thousands and hundreds of thousands of birds and animals in this area. Yeah. I mean, 85 whooping cranes. Uh, anyway, it's just something to see. At one time, they, they seemed like they had uh, Avery Island was a place uh, where they uh, nurtured, were nurtured. But uh, okay. I don't think anymore. I think uh, the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries has moved them. But uh, I want to say, if anyone, if the reason I want to bring this up is that uh, – they basically anyone witnessing suspicious activity involving a whooping crane, right, and uh, is advised to contact the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. It's a beautiful bird. They're trying real hard to keep this bring bird, them back. Uh, yep. bring them back. And uh, at 85, man, that's awful hard. Yeah, uh, when you consider, I don't even know what they consider. Uh, Five thousand of them, uh, ten thousand of them. I don't know right. what. Uh, but they basically just trying to nurture these birds as well as they can. Uh, to get them back to where they were. So, uh, anyway, uh, it's just uh, a beautiful bird to see, and it's just something that uh, with regards to uh, uh, nurturing these birds and bringing them back to life and all here in the state Another of big bird, Tony, I would see a lot in the lake when I fish the lake is the uh, brown pelican. Uh, yeah. A mature, you know, adult 
a brown pelican, that's, that's also a good size uh, bird too. And not only that, but uh, the brown pelican too. Uh, I used to see one scooting up and down the Bayou Tesh here. Yeah. And when you see a bird like that, that's telling me the water's pretty clean. Yeah. And uh, when you see a pelican uh, using uh, the Bayou Tesh here, of course, I haven't seen him in a while too with all the hydrilla and all, but, uh, which is little by little dying, it looks like, mm-hmm. uh, in that regard. So, uh, anyway, in the meantime, Rick, uh, uh, in hunting, uh, uh, you know, hadn't heard much deer hunters uh, with them. Uh, I was, <coughs> let's see. I think bow season is either just getting over or just open. I've seen a couple of uh, couple of pictures of some nice deer. You know, they was taking right. an archery. Okay. Archery season, should I say. Well, whole bow hunting, same. But, uh I've heard of you know a couple of them, but well, like I said, it's going to be when rifle and all of that starts opening, you're going to hear a lot more reports on it. Well, I've heard some buddies uh, going out <clears throat> duck hunting, and uh, they've hit their limits. Yeah, you know, so uh, good things uh, with that. Uh, of course, uh, and I, I'm not sure which zone they uh, were shooting in, whether it be the east zone or the west zone, but yep. uh, they hit their limits and did pretty well. So. Uh, I guess it's like anything else, hit or miss. That's right. You know, uh, yeah. when you go fishing, well, I yeah. mean, you can pull up a bunch or you can uh, just uh, go out and uh, and watch the water, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, and uh, Tony, like I said, you know, while we got a little time to burn, I love the Chafalaya Basin. You know, it just the scenic, just a ride in the boat is, is worth, you know. And lately we've been, we've been lucky and caught fish, but I just love the basin, man. It's so beautiful out there and peaceful, you know, with all the cypress trees and, it's just good, very good scenery. Yeah, you know? it, not only that, Rick, but it's uh, it's just you look at it and uh, just amaze uh, how uh, all this came about too. That's right. Uh, and yeah. like at one time you said you were seeing a lot of uh, uh, wood ducks, wood ducks yeah. in uh, in that. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a certain little area, I guess that's their fly fly zone, a flyway, whatever you want to call it. And uh, oh yeah, every time we would pass through there, I'd see you know at least four or five woodies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Anyway, with the deer hunters, uh, you guys out there hunting in, uh, up in north Louisiana, especially out in that northeast part of the state where the CWD has been uh, yep. strong. Uh, that's right. Use some wisdom, uh, uh, you guys hunting up there. Uh, yep. Get them you, checked out. That's right. Uh, and they, they've got locations all over in north Louisiana to check out your deer. So uh, it's just uh, to be prudent uh, with that uh, mm-hmm. throughout the course of uh, deer hunting season, which uh, – like you said, man, you're seeing those uh, four-wheelers moving around, too, uh, throughout the uh, time. So, yep. in the meantime. Everybody's getting ready. That's right. In the meantime, tides today, uh, Friday the 17th. The sun <coughs> rose in Southwest Pass, Vermilion Bay at 634. Sunset will be at 512 uh, this afternoon. In the high and low tide chart, the first high tide was at 121 a.m. The next low tide will be at 1146 a.m. Also, uh, Saturday the 18th, uh, the sun's going to rise at 634, set at 5:11. <coughs> in the high and low tide chart, we can see that the first high tide will be at 1:48 a.m. The next high tide at 10:53 p.m. The only low tide of the day will be at 12:44 p.m. Sunday the 19th of November, the sun's going to rise at 635 and set at 5:11 uh, p.m. In the high and low tide chart. We can see that the low tide will be at 1.50 p.m. and the high tide will be at 11.21 p.m. Average water temperature in Southwest Pass, Vermilion Bay will be approximately 65 degrees, which is not too bad there, Rick, yeah. in, in that regard. And, uh, of course, uh, 
as uh, as auto uh, uh, you know Rick we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for these fine people you're right Tony we got to thank our sponsors Alamo Hydraulics Doors Heating and Cooling Home Run Pizza and Raging Cajun Seasonings and Foods and our motto is always kids that hunt and fish don't steal and deal